Let's sing it out one more time. Here we go. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He is more than a feeling. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We sing, oh my soul, oh my soul, bless his name. today, would you please be seated? Well, good morning. Welcome to church. We are so glad you're here today. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. We would love for you to do something for us. Actually, everybody in the room, if you could check in, that would be amazing. There's directions on the screen behind me. If you're watching online, those directions are there as well. We'd love to have record of your visit this morning. So if you don't mind, do that for us every Sunday. And when you do that, there's a place for prayer requests, there's a place to find out what's going on this week. And speaking of that, we have a big event happening right after our third service. We have what's called Pizza with the Pastors. And so what that is, it's an opportunity for you to learn more about the church, figure out how to become a member of the church if you're interested, and to eat pizza. And so if you would like to be a part of that, show up in the Student Center over in the Family Life Center uh, right after our third service. It'd be amazing if you could do that. Speaking of food, we do that well here. Next Sunday, we have a fundraiser for our kids and our student ministries as they prepare for camp. Camp is very expensive, and as a church, we want to come alongside parents and families and help them make sure they can afford to send their kids to camp. And so we are having a baked ziti, it says dinner, lunch, unless you don't eat it all, then it's dinner, um, next Sunday. Um, it's donations, suggested donations, five bucks. You can grab a to-go plate and take it home, or you can eat it there in the gym. But that is next Sunday after the second service and after the third service. You can go by the gym and grab lunch and support our children's and student ministries. Well, it's been an incredible weekend here at the church, and we cannot wait to share with you about what God did this Friday with Night to Shine. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. Ask God to bless this time of worship as we learn and uh, discover what he's doing in our lives. Would you pray with me? Father God, we love you. God, we thank you that we can come to you during a time like this. Many of us in this room are tired. It was a really, really busy weekend. And God, we're so thankful what you did at this church and churches all over the world as we try to make a, a lot of who you are and to celebrate people with special needs. And God, for us in this room right now, we have a lot of things going on in our lives. We pray that we be able to set those aside and focus on you for the next couple minutes. God, help our worship honor you. God, we thank you for this time together. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, we'd like to lead you in a new worship song today that talks about praising God whatever season we're in in our life. No matter whether in the, we're on the mountains, the mountaintops, or we're in the valleys of life, we will praise him anywhere, and we will praise him anyway. 
and we'd like to sing the chorus for you first so that you can kind of get this song in your head. And so the chorus goes like this. It says, praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest he is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. All right, church, come on, let's stand and sing that chorus together. Here we go. It goes like this. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest he is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest he is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. Let's sing, church. Sometimes you've got to dance through the darkness, sing through the fire, praise when it don't make sense. Sometimes you've got to stare down the giant, worship from the lion's den. That's right. Sometimes you've got to shout it from the mountain, louder in the valley, trusting that he's gonna get you there. Sometimes you've got to welcome the wonder, wait for the answer, worship with your hands in the air. I'll praise you anywhere, praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest he is worthy, yes he is worthy of all of the praise. Sometimes you've got to pray to the prison, cry out to heaven, shout it till the door swing wide. Sometimes you've got to stand on your shackles, brave in the battle, worship with your hands held high. I'll praise you anywhere, praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest he is worthy yes he is worthy of all of the praise give him praise give him praise in the highest praise give him praise give him praise in the highest he is worthy yes he is worthy of all of the praise yes he is faithful faithful all my life blessings day and night countless reasons why I'll praise you anywhere every promise kept goodness every step each and every breath I'll praise you anywhere you're faithful all my life blessings day and night countless reasons why 
church. Let's sing it out now. Here we go. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. I'll praise you anywhere. Yes. On mountains, in valleys, I know that you're with me there. I'll praise you anywhere. Yes, we will. Amen.
voices and praise our God. Let's sing this chorus one more time. We sing. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy. Every voice, let's sing it out. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. We praise the Lord Jesus, we praise and magnify and glorify your name today. We lift up the name of Jesus in this place. Amen. Would you please be seated? So good to see you this morning. So grateful to uh, to be here. Uh, what a wonderful weekend we have had, and I do want to get to that because um, it has been a really special weekend. We hosted Night to Shine this past Friday night, and uh, y'all, that is just one of the greatest events of the year. It really is. And uh, so I want to give you just a little glimpse uh, of what Night to Shine was all about. And so check it out. Feeling words like those won't steal your blood. 
so good. So good. Y'all, I just cannot tell you, um, that, you know, a, a video just pales in comparison to be able, being able to be a part of Night to Shine and experience all that it is. Um, I, I just want to say thank you to be, for being a church that is willing to kind of put uh, our, maybe our preferences or our traditions aside. You know, we're, we're a Baptist church, and Baptists have been known for a long time as people who what? Don't dance. But you know what? So many times we just need to say we're not going to worry about who we used to be or who maybe people try to make us to be. We're just going to simply reach and meet the needs of people that are sitting right in front of us. And you as a church and, and we as a community have an opportunity as a part of Night to Shine to be able to look at a group of people that a lot of times have just looked right past and to say, and to, say to them, you are cared for, you are loved, you are important. You are wanted. What a what a ministry that is. We got a uh, we got a call Friday night. Got a voicemail. I got it when I got home, and uh, you know it'd been a long day and a long night and a lot of fun and everything. And I got this uh, I got this voicemail that said something to the effect of, um, "I live really close to the church, and I don't know what's going on down there, but it's really loud." And I wish I would have gotten that call. I wish it wouldn't have been a voicemail. I wish I would have gotten that call. Because you know what my response would have been? Why don't you come down here and see? Just come down here and see what's happening. And yeah, it was loud. And I mean, it was, I, I did get that at like 845. So it wasn't like we were, you know, 1030, 11 o'clock that loud. But man alive, what an awesome opportunity. And I just want to thank you uh, as a church. For doing that. Whether you were a volunteer or not, you're a part of the body of Christ and you're here and you're a part of what God's doing. And I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you being a church that is willing to step out of its comfort zone, to do something that's a little different. I promise you, uh, when, when you were up here on Friday night, um, if you walked into the gym and you heard the music and you heard everything and you saw everything, you would go, wait a minute, this doesn't look like a church. But then I would stop you and I would say, no, it looks exactly like a church. Because that's what the church is about, meeting the needs of people and making a difference in people's lives. And so I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that is making a difference in people's lives. Well, listen, we've got to get started because there's a lot to cover today. So uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to, to, uh, to open with me to an odd place. We're going to look at the book of Leviticus today. Leviticus. Here we are. Leviticus chapter 16. We've been, uh, we've been in a series called the Gospel BC where we're talking about the gospel from an Old Testament perspective. And so we've been each week really kind of reminding ourselves of what is the gospel. We've been answering that question. So what is the gospel? Well, really simply, it is this, that Jesus, you can say it with me, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sin and rose again. You got it, okay? You should know that. By the way, we have one more week, okay? So by the end of this, you should know what is the gospel. It is that Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sin, and rose again. Sin is something that we're really going to look at today. And we're going to look at the fact that sin is a problem. 
Sin is a difficulty. Sin is a struggle in our life. What is sin? Well, uh, to, to put it bluntly and to put it really uh, simply, for those of you that were in Awana, you might remember this. Sin is anything that we say, think, or do that displeases God. Some of you can quote that with me, yeah. Sin is anything that we say, anything we think, or anything that we do that displeases God. By that definition, how many of you would say that you've ever sinned? Yeah. So we are all in that boat. Here's the thing that we need to understand, though, is that while everybody sins, sin, sometimes the things that we do that displease God, they harm our relationship with other people. Sometimes we can say something and get somebody else and we can make them angry. Sometimes friendships and families break up over sin. But friends, while sin sometimes hurts our relationship with others, sin always hurts our relationship with God. And so because of that, we have to do something about our sin. This has happened from the very beginning. Mankind has always looked for a way to deal with their sin. This, starts, this started from the very beginning. And that's what we're going to look at in Leviticus chapter 16. We're going to look at the description that God gives and the prescription that God gives for the day of atonement, the day that the sins of the people would be made right. And I'm just going to read it to you. It's a lot of scripture. So I'm just going to ask you to read along with me in Leviticus chapter 16. Here we go. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron. When they drew near, the, near before the Lord and, and, and died, and the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark so that he may not die. It's good instruction. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way, Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall, put on the, he shall put on the linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. Those, these are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. We'll talk about that here in a moment. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small and he shall bring it inside the veil and put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony so that he does not die. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat and on the east side. And in front of the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. 
Then he shall, that's right. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one, may, no one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with, with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the people of Israel. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who was in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness." Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting. He shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place and put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people and the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he who lets the goat go to Azazel shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterward he may come into the camp. And the bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried outside the camp. Their skin and their flesh and their dung shall be burned up with fire. Y'all okay? And he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. And it shall be a statute uh, to you, and it shall be a statute to you forever. Then in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as priest in his father's place, shall make atonement wearing the holy linen garments. He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary. He shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. And he shall make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. And Aaron did as the Lord commanded Moses. You know, when I read that, there are three words that come to my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Because I am so glad we do not have to do this. But this was the man-made, God-ordained, man-orchestrated attempt to try to make themselves right with God. God ordained it. He gave it to Moses. He gave it to Aaron. And each year in the Jewish community, they would come together for this day of atonement. Doesn't it sound beautiful? They call it Yom Kippur. Doesn't that sound like a glorious celebration? 
Can you imagine being around the tabernacle or eventually the temple on the day of Yom Kippur? Can you imagine the smell of all of the blood that was shed? The carcasses that were burned? Can you imagine the bleeding and the sound of the livestock, the goats and the bulls in that place? Can you imagine the, that, that while this day of celebration, it's really a great day of mourning and a recognition of the sins of the people. The day of atonement says a lot of things. Every year they would, they would come together and there would be these very explicit instructions the high priest, Aaron in this case, but, but on into uh, tradition with the high priest, they would follow these instructions to the letter. Changing clothes and, and making sacrifice for themselves and making sacrifice for the people and making sacrifice for the instruments of the people. For, the, for all of the different elements of worship, they would be very intentional, very specific. They would have to learn all of the different things that needed to happen. They would sacrifice a, a, a goat for the sins of the people, this blood sacrifice. And then on another goat, they would place the sins of the people. Almost a, a picture of, of saying all of the things that you have done are no longer on you, but instead on this goat. And they would parade that goat out of the city. And on the way out of the city, the people would jeer and mock and kick and beat. And literally reach out and grab diff, uh, hairs of that goat and pull it out. Almost as a picture of, we don't want you. We despise you. And that goat would be led out of the city into the wilderness and released in a way of saying, in the same way we want our sins to be sent away from us. And the people would celebrate because the sacrifice had been made and their sins had been removed. It was the day of atonement. And it was a picture the people would fast on this day. They would be self-afflicted. Oh, by the way, that goat, that, that goat came to be known as the scapegoat. It was the goat that paid the price for something that it had not done, but that the people had done. And it would be sent out of the city. Now, I, 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 there's no way that in the time that we have here today, I can preach through every single detail of Leviticus 16 and all of the different observances of the Day of Atonement. But there are a few things that I do think we can see in a principled way. Number one, I think we can see that holiness is really, really important to God. I think we can see that, that God does not take lightly the idea of his people being holy before him. I think we can see that God is very specific about how they can be made holy again, how their sins can be cleansed. He does not leave any stone unturned. He is very intentional and very specific about things that are, are to happen. 
I think we can also see not only the, the, the seriousness of, of, of holiness, but I think we can also see the grace of forgiveness. You see, that goat didn't do anything. What, I mean, does, does, is anybody else kind of weirded out by the fact that the sins of the people were put on a goat? I mean, what's, don't you think the goat's sitting there going, what did I do? Why me? This doesn't seem very fair. This doesn't seem good. I was, I was eating stuff and now I'm being, my hair's being plucked out. I was good to go. All I did was be born, grazing in the field, and now you're somehow banishing me to the wilderness? I know goats don't think like that, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, what's wrong here? Well, what's wrong or, or what's right is that this is a picture of God saying there is forgiveness and it doesn't always make sense. It, it, it might be that an innocent animal is going to take away the sins of the people. That doesn't make sense, but it's a great picture of grace. And the third thing that I think we can see is that God takes really serious sin. The sin is a big deal. It's not something we trifled with. That's that that I mean, again, I, I'm just I'm trying to imagine being uh, in Jerusalem on the Day of Atonement and thinking about the sounds and the smells that would um, you know kind of come from the temple, and, and it was probably a really really gross type of situation. It, it, that just goes to show just how serious sin is. You know, so many times in our lives, when we, when we sin, when we rebel against God, when we do say or think something that displeases God, we call it things like, I made a mistake, or oops. God doesn't see it like that. The separation that sin causes between us and God is a huge deal. And we need to see it in the way that God sees it. We need to see our sin and the seriousness of our sin. So there it is. The day of atonement. Now I I would be so wrong to leave you there. Because that's a that's a that's that's a story right there now. When you start to think about when you start to think about all that God has done. By the way, that's, uh, that's a result of me sucking on a cough drop while I'm preaching. The, the, the pages stick together. Anyway, so never sit right there while I'm preaching. It's not a good idea. If we flip our Bibles over to the book of Hebrews, and you can if you want to, you don't have to, but if you turn over to the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews it, it, it does a lot of things. Hebrews is a really powerful book of the Bible. But one of the things that the writer of Hebrews does is he takes Old Testament images and brings them into a New Testament reality. He takes things that, 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 the, that the Hebrews would have understood from their Old Testament practice and Old Testament ritual and from their tradition, from the scriptures. And he says, now here's how Jesus fits into what you've actually experienced for a long time. And it's so amazing. 
In Hebrews chapter 9, the writer of Hebrews deals with the Day of Atonement. He deals with with how you've been coming each year for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and you've been experiencing this picture of being forgiven of your sin. Let me tell you about Jesus. He says, oh, you've been going to the tabernacle or to the temple because in that place was a, was a holy place and even a most holy place where God dwelled. Well, let me tell you, there's a place that is coming. And it's not made by human hands. Instead, it's a heavenly place and it is the place where God dwells. It is heaven. It is a, a picture of where Jesus is today. He goes on to say this in, in verse 11 of chapter 9. He says, but... When Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come. You see, we used to talk about Aaron. We used to talk about the high priest. Let me tell you about Jesus as the high priest. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, this is heaven, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, He, Jesus, entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, by the way, that's the day of atonement, if all of that ritual can mean that people are forgiven of their sins. Verse 14, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? You see, the writer of Hebrews is writing to a Hebrew people who have gone their own way and done their own thing. And by the human practice of that day of atonement, the human high priest would go in and offer a sacrifice for the good of the people, for the forgiveness of the people, for the cleansing of their sins. In this moment, in this moment, Jesus, the high priest... Jesus, our high priest, goes into the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God, and he offers a sacrifice, not of bulls and goats and, 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 and lambs. Instead, Jesus, our high priest, offers himself. He says, I'm the high priest and the sacrifice. In that moment, Jesus secures for us a greater redemption, a greater opportunity for us to believe in him and to trust in him. He says, if, if, the, if the sprinkling of blood and bulls and goats and that burnt offering, if that will cleanse you of your sins, how much more then will the sacrifice of Jesus do that? He goes on in verse 23, he says, thus... It was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself. 
now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy, ple- holy places every year with blood and not his own. For, for then he would have to offer, have had to offer it repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But, that, but as it is, he appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who were eagerly waiting for him. The picture here is that while there was an Old Testament observance of the Day of Atonement, And by the sacrifice of this bull and these goats and the goat being sent out into the wilderness, by that was the, was, were the sins of the people atoned for and forgiven. The writer of Hebrews is painting the picture and showing us the truth that Jesus, our high priest, has given himself so that we might have forgiveness of our sins. Jesus is offering himself so that we might have a relationship with God. Jesus is making it once for all a sacrifice. So it doesn't have to be made over and over and over, but instead we can believe in Jesus once. And Jesus gave his life once to pay for all sin. I want to show you one quick thing and then we'll, I'll be finished today. I want to take you back to that, that scapegoat. That goat on which were laid all the sins of the people. You might remember when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed something like this. He said, Father, if this cup could pass from me, let it be. But not my will, but yours be done. The idea here is that there was, a, there was something that Jesus was about to face that he did not want to face. There have been a lot of evaluations, a lot of writing about what was that thing. Was it that Jesus did not want to be crucified because it was going to be painful? Well, it could be. Was it that Jesus didn't want to be accused and made a public spectacle of? It it could be. What was it that Jesus wanted to pass from him. I've read this, and I I think I fall into this camp, that when Jesus said, let this cup pass from me, what was in that cup was the sins of you and me. And when Jesus took that cup, And drank that cup. He was taking on my sin and your sin. And he knew that in that moment, that sin would cause a separation between him and his heavenly father. And he did not want to do that. 
He did not have a desire to be separated from the Father because of the love that they had in their relationship. And so when he took the cup, he said, I take on the sins of the world. All the sins they've ever done, will do, are doing, it's all mine. He took on our sins. Not your will, but not my will, but yours be done. He took the cup. He drank it. And he accepted my sins and your sins. And then they took him. And they tried him. And they beat him. And they mocked him. And he shed his blood. And they placed a crown of thorns on his head. And then they marched him through the streets. And they continued to beat him and mock him and jeer at him. Some scholars in the the book of Isaiah, the suffering servant picture, says that they literally reached out and they grabbed handfuls of his beard and plucked it out. That would also would have been a Roman tradition as as a point of embarrassment where they would pluck someone's beard out of their face to show just how worthless they were. And then they marched Jesus out of the city into the wilderness where he laid down willingly on the cross and he gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins and he paid the price and he took our sins with us from inside the city to outside the city and he paid the price. He was the sacrifice. He was the high priest. He was the scapegoat. He was all of it in one. Whoa. The day of atonement is a picture for us of what Jesus has done for us. Friends, Jesus is our atonement. We don't have to go to the blood of bulls and goats. We go to Jesus who gave his life on the cross for our sins. He's the only payment we need. We are made whole and righteous and pure because of Jesus. Oh, man. I don't have enough energy to really express that the way it should be. But wow. I, I want to I just make a quick adjustment because I'm not going to throw you a, a total curveball. But listen, you've seen this. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sin and rose again, right? You've seen that. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sin and rose again. We've, we've talked about this before. I want to add one thing to it. I'm not going to add to it so that it confuses you, but I just want you to see it, Okay. Because really, Jesus lived a perfect life, became my sin, died on the cross for my sin, and rose again. He literally became my sin. I want you to see it. Check it out. Jesus lived a perfect life. He's my high priest. He became my sin. He's the scapegoat. He died on the cross for my sin. He's the blood sacrifice. And he rose again, which means I can put my faith in him, my atonement, my forgiveness. Everything is granted. I have salvation in him because Jesus is my atonement. Jesus is your atonement. It is a beautiful thing to know that the only way that we can deal with our sin is not by the blood of bulls and goats. The only way we can deal with our sin 
is by the sacrifice that Jesus made on that Roman cross. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you do in our lives. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you. And God, I just thank you for the things that you're doing. God, I pray that you will continue to work even right here in this room. God, this is yours. So let us trust in you. We love you. As you continue to pray, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond today. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, maybe today is the day that you need to do that. To follow him, to believe in him, to know him. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, I'd love to lead you in a prayer of what it means to receive Christ. To ask him into your heart, to ask him to be your Savior. If you want to trust Christ today, right now, if you want to believe in Jesus and you want to ask him to be your Savior, would you just simply lift up your hand in there? I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, would you just simply raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to do it right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Anybody else? This is your time. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to trust in him. I want to give my life to him. I want to give my heart to him. Anybody else? Awesome. Hey, if you raised your hand or if you didn't, I just want to lead you in a simple word of prayer of what it means to give your life to Jesus. Here, we don't believe anybody should pray along, so we're just all going to pray this out loud. Everybody around the room, would you just pray this out loud with me? Dear Jesus, I come to you a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins, to be my Savior, and to help me live for you from this point on. In your name I pray. Amen and amen.